Welcome to Talking Giants and Danny. It is draft week. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with Danny. Danny, are you excited? Because I know I'm sure excited. I'm 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 fully convinced. I said on Superman Radio yesterday that I am fully convinced that the Giants will have a new quarterback Friday morning, regardless of who that is, whether it's Rosen, Haskins, Murray, Jones, somebody. But I think we will have our QB on on Friday. Uh, I'm so excited. This is easily the, my second favorite time of the year. Part of uh, except to obviously the regular season, of course. It's just so much fun. The suspense that has been going into it, but all that suspense will be put to an end on Friday, uh, Thursday, when the names are finally called. And you're right. I I think we'll have a quarterback by the end of by Friday morning. Maybe not at the sixth pick, but I'm confident maybe the seventeenth pick. We'll get into that at a different time. But oh, I'm just so excited. Yeah, so we got a big week ahead of us. Obviously, today we're looking at the quarterbacks. Uh, Thursday morning, we'll have out a new episode. Just with, I guess we'll do a little mock draft thing and just looking, for, just kind of looking into the draft, and finally actually talk about what we want to do because we've just been talking about players. And then Friday we'll have an episode uh, breaking down the two first round picks, and then we'll kind of go from there as we can go. But the rumors are now circulating that Kyler is not going to be drafted by the Cardinals. I really don't buy this at all because then there's still talks about Josh Rosen because if and I feel like that stuff would be shut down. And that I feel like that rumor would get out that Josh Rosen is no more is no longer available because then teams would have would have to be stop calling. And I just I've still seen guys like Schefter talk about you know who's in on Rosen, uh, you know the Redskins supposedly aren't in on Rosen anymore. I so I I 100% believe I don't 100% believe I'm I'm that's dwindling, but I still do believe Kyler's going number one to Arizona. Yeah, when I, when I saw the rumors, I, I didn't believe it. But obviously, of course, I saw it. I was just saying, like, what if they don't draft Kyler? Because apparently they haven't made up their mind yet. They're meeting within, like, the next day or two. And they're going to make that final call. I still believe it's going to be Kyler. Uh, I, I feel like they don't see Josh Rosen as the, Josh Rosen as the guy. Uh, because it, why would this talk be getting out there so much? If they had faith in Rosen, they would stick with their guns and go with Rosen. And so, and also, but now the Cardinals have apparently been uh, taking fielders' call, fielders' calls about their number one overall pick. So I don't know what the Cardinals are doing. They really control how this draft turns out. Yeah, it, it they really do. I hold the cards. If a team wants to, you know, draft, you know, trade up and draft Kyler, say a Raiders or, or whoever. But if he's not, it's a possibility that maybe Kyler is on the board for us, and maybe. That week we haven't really talked about him because he hasn't really seemed like an option because we, it's, it's felt like a done deal to Arizona. So I mean he can be an option. And we'll talk about him, but I'm I'm excited about Kyler. I like the guy. Uh, there what did you or did you see this that he scored a, a twenty on the Wonderlick test, which is really bad. But I've never known what to get out of the Wonderlick test. You know. Yeah, I I saw that and I was like, eh. I mean, I, I think Kyler, he's a, he's a great person. I mean, the only downside, the only really thing that I don't like about Kyler was that horrible Ted Patrick interview he gave back in Super Bowl week. But I, I like Kyler, both as a player and as a person. I think he, he probably won't be the best for New York media, but I don't care about that. I view him more as a football player, and I think he'll dominate wherever he goes. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a really good player. Uh, and other quarterback, this is going to be just quarterback everything. 
So the videos have come out from Eli's workouts with Shep and Coleman. And I tell you what, I probably shouldn't, but for some reason, those just got me extremely excited. And my knock on Eli has never been that he doesn't have zip on the ball. Um, I've always said one year, you know, he's going to show up and the zip's just not going to be there. That wasn't last year. I think last year was more of him not taking chances was really the biggest issue. But it's looking like it's still there. You know, he's moving around pretty well, uh, getting guys on deep outs, which are, you know, the hardest throws to make in football. And it probably shouldn't excite me, but it did excite me. No, yeah, it excited me. Also, I'm not sure if you noticed, but Hakeem Nix was there. I was really confused when I saw Hakeem Nix there, but he's still working out with Eli and all that. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Eli still he, – he's, he's getting up there in age, but, I mean, he still can make throws. He, he, he looks to be in good shape. He he's, can move around for what little he can. Uh, happy to see Saquon Sterling still working out. Also excited to see Corey Coleman working out with them. Now, that brought a smile to my face showing that he's ready to get the season going because he he could really be a factor to this team this year with uh, Odell being gone and uh, Golden Tate now filled in. But he could really be a factor for this team. He could be our third wide receiver still. Yeah, that, I think that's the hope for most Giants fans is that if Corey Coleman is the number three, it's because he's playing absolutely amazing with that first-round talent that he is. I mean, his first year in Cleveland, he was doing really well until he got hurt. Obviously, things went sour in Cleveland. It's kind of hard to figure out exactly what it was. And then, you know, things not working out with the Patriots. But I like Coleman a lot. And like I said, my hope is that he will be our number three wide receiver. Yeah, it's either going to be him or Cody Latimer. I don't see it being anyone else unless they draft someone like an A.J. Brown in this draft. So uh, I, I like Corey Coleman. Uh, he really, I was really excited with the signing last year. And he proved his worth when Odell went down, that he could play football, and he had some big-time catches. The one that sticked out to me the most was in that uh, Redskins game when uh, he took that big hit but still held on to that like, deep ball by Eli. And he's also a great returner. Remember in the 49ers game, his first real action, he dominated in the return game, and that really gave our offense a big boost that we needed. Yeah, definitely. So there really isn't much news. I, everyone's kind of keeping quiet as the draft approaches. There's not many rumors. There are some other ones that you were talking about, though, right, Danny? Yeah. Uh, there was a rumor about Dave Gettleman. He's apparently crazed about getting a pass rusher at six, and then he'll focus on quarterback at a, later in the draft, probably 17 to 5, to assume. And th- those rumors, I, I could 100% believe them because – this is a very defensive-based draft, and the Giants, unlike quarterback, we have an option that could stick around for another year. I know Giants fans don't want to hear that, but we got to accept reality that Eli could be back for another year after this year. Because our defense, we, we got no one, like literally no one. And we need some edge rushers to help out, like the, the likes of B.J. Hill, Dalvin Tomlinson. So if the Giants go uh, pass rusher at six, that wouldn't shock me because they really need a pass rusher. Because there's still going to be someone like Drew Locke at 17, Daniel Jones at 17. There's still going to be guys, apparently, people are saying Dwayne Haskins has fallen. I don't believe that, but let's just say he does. He could be at 17, probably won't be. But the quarterback will be an option at 17. I'm convinced myself we're going defense at 6. If we don't go defense at 6, that, that would shock me. That would be the shock for me as a draft. Yeah, if that rumor is true, it makes me believe that a deal is done with Rosen because... If you believe in what I got, I, and I've repeated this over and over again, I'm sure people are tired of hearing it. But if you believe in Haskins, Kyler, Locke, Jones, one of those guys, 
you don't take a chance with somebody else getting him. You take him at six. And there's like, and we've talked about how deep this this uh, this draft is on the defensive line. I mean, guys like Clone Farrell or uh, or, or Furl, as he likes to be uh, referred to as. I mean, there's going to be guys there, like very talented players, and or you know, say an offensive lineman or whatnot. So I, I really think a deal is done with Rosen. That could be very well just me wishful thinking, though. Uh, at this point, I, as much as I would like Rosen. I'm sorry just to think it's wishful thinking because he's still going to be showing up to Cardinals uh, uh, Veterans Minicam or tr- whatever it's called next w- this next week. And uh, I still, I just, for some reason, I don't think Kyler's going to be a Cardinal. Obviously, I think he will, but it, uh, if, the Cardinals are such a wild card. That's the thing. I don't know. If Kyler doesn't go to the Cardinals, where do you see him going? Because uh, if he does not go to the Cardinals, there are going to be a frenzy of teams try to get up to at least the third pick with the Jets. Uh, apparently, John Gruden loves Kyler Murray, not Derek Carr. Uh, the Giants have to like Kyler Murray because the guy is a high, former Heisman Trophy winner, and he's from the same offense that Baker Mayfield dominated in, in Oklahoma. Uh, who, who else? Uh, Washington doesn't seem like they're intended on trading up. Maybe the Bengals, but I don't think they want a quarterback. If they don't draft Kyler, the Jets pick becomes that much more valuable. I said that on Twitter. Did the Jets want to get out of that position? And if Kyler's gone and not still there, then teams are going to be throwing their draft picks at the Jets because that's the only safe spot that I don't think they'll be picked at because the Raiders are right behind the Jets and John Gruden, he sounds like he likes Kyler and not Derek. So I say Raiders if he gets past the Jets. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we've been talking heavy quarterbacks. Let's just get into these rookie quarterbacks, and before that, we'll do a quick ad. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. All right, Danny. It's finally here. We need to take a look at these quarterbacks. We actually did it as our first episode. They bring people in. But we have to redo it now that we've watched more and more. So let's start at the top. The guy who is projected to go number one still, Kyler Murray. I like Kyler a lot. I really do. I think he's a guy. He can make every throw. He's not the most accurate uh, quarterback, but he's accurate enough. And the picking is just undeniable. Like, like you cannot like him in certain reasons, certain ways, but you like, this is my belief with Kyler. Even if Kyler is not going to be a good QB long-term, that first year, like he, he'll probably win rookie of the year if he plays because of his playmaking ability. Now, if the league can catch up to him, that's a whole, you know, like we don't know if that'll happen. Uh, if he can stay ahead of the curb. But I believe in this guy. And I know, like, his sometimes his interviews suck, the whole Wonderlick test. And there's, like, times you're like, dude, do you get it? But I just, I feel like he's going to pit in the work. He's motivated. And I just, he, I believe he loves football. I believe that's why he picked football over baseball. Uh, baseball had that guaranteed money. And, and he has guaranteed money in the NFL, you know, being a first round pick, uh, more so. And you're, and, and it's, uh, it's a less treacherous, you know, life, especially at the quarterback position. But I like the guy. Obviously, he's a Heisman Trophy uh, winner for a reason. And like even the games against Alabama, where it started off really slow and bad, 
at the end of the day, I actually like he. Pl- I feel like he played kind of well in that game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Colin Murray, he's so talented. The guy, he could have been playing uh, baseball for the Oakland Athletics, He, but he will be choosing football. He could be the first overall pick. The guy's just amazing. Personally, I don't see his, his height. I don't think it's affected him for what he gets national level. And, like, you got bigger, even taller guys coming down on him. But he has the arm to make the throws. He delivers the he delivers balls right where they need to be. He's a fast player. He can extend plays. He can run around the pocket and buy time for his receivers. Uh, He's he, like Lamar Jackson, but can actually do some, some of these better throws. Lamar Jackson, he's really only a running guy. Uh, one of the games I watched was his West Virginia game. He was 20 for 27, 364 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. And he just dominated that West Virginia game. It was a good game to watch. I remember, I don't remember what it was exactly, but it was a fun game. Kyler Murray, he's just such an explosive player, and he's someone that if if even if you don't like the Cardinals, because let's say he goes to the Cardinals, you're gonna want to tune into the Cardinals games just to see how Kyler Murray performs. And to be honest, if he goes to the Cardinals, I'm gonna be quite disappointed because I they're not that good, and he, they don't got playmakers for him. I want to go to a team that he can make play with playmakers. Like I'm, I'm gonna bring it back to the Giants because I got to just just imagine. I said this like the very first episode of. With Odell, but still, Kyler Murray, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Corey Coleman, Golden Tate. I could go on for days of how much I would like drool at watching that offense. But Kyler Murray, he's such a talented player, and I just can't wait to see where he ends up. Yeah, and like I said, Kyler Murray and Saquon Barkley uh, for at least one year, it would. I feel like it would propel us to the playoffs. Now, would it work long term? That's obviously the million dollar question. But I like this guy. Like, and I said in that Alabama game. He started off hor- like so horribly. He couldn't really get a pass off, and he kind of proved himself towards the end. He made some big plays, and he at the end of the day, and he misses throws sometimes. And you know, I'm not gonna you know just you know completely ignore all the ba- the bad, but he is a thrower. He is a quarterback. He's a thrower. Now he can run like the best of them, but at the end of the day, he's a thrower. Uh, and the size, I guess, was the like, one of the biggest things, and understandably so. Uh, I believe, got, you know, short guys can get it done, but I'm not going to pretend that I wouldn't rather uh, my quarterbacks be six foot four. But we've seen it done. Like the combine was huge because now we've we've seen a guy that is his size do it, and that's in Russell Wilson. We've seen guys that are a little bit bigger, like Baker, uh, Breeze, who obviously plays a whole different game. But we've seen it done. So you know, at the beginning, size seemed like such a big deal, especially like going into the combine. But now, as we're a few days away from the draft, it just it doesn't really even like, pop up in my mind anymore. Yeah, like, I, like, like a few months ago, Kyler Murray wasn't even projected to be the number one overall pick. But now, four days away from the draft, teams don't seem to care about his height because they view him as a, a player that can change this game because this this is a very offensive league now, and they view him as someone that could expose defense. If you give him the playmakers, he can scramble. He can make plays, and that's why he's probably going to be the first overall pick come Thursday night. He's just such... Ugh, I just love Kyler Murray. If, if we could get him, I would love it. If he somehow slipped the six and the Giants didn't take him, I would be disappointed. Let me just say that. I was going to ask where you rank him, but I... Don't let me forget to at the end we're gonna go just rank your guys one to five. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Dwayne Haskins. Now, Dwayne Haskins' stats are inflated. That doesn't mean that he's not gonna be good. What it means it is 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 extremely hard to evaluate Dwayne Haskins. And 
and QB is one position where I know people will disagree with us, obviously, because it's just it's just hard to agree when it comes to quarterbacks. It's the one position where I'll gladly say, hey, I was I was wrong about that one. I'm completely fine with being called wrong on quarterbacks because it's such a hard position to judge. GMs get it wrong all the time. Coaches get it wrong all the time. So obviously guys like us are going to get it wrong all the time. Now, Dwayne Haskins in the coming – up until this week, and I still am, I have been very picky about Dwayne Haskins because, like I said, his stats are inflated. He throws the ball very short and it goes for very long yards. And, you know, we broke down our first episode. It was just unbelievable how many passes were either behind the line of scrimmage or within five yards, and they would go for the 20-plus yards. Uh, plays. I mean, look at you know the game-winning drive of as Penn State. The, the ball never passed the line of scrimmage through the air. I mean, even the the Michigan game where they tore up that number one defense in the in the college football, and it it was like seemed like every play was a shallow was a dig route that ended up going for going for yards. Now he is pretty accurate with the ball. He he his deep ball is not as accurate as you'd want it to be. But it's not horrible. This is not a Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's not any other guy that has struggled with accuracy. But it is not. It's not as accurate as Eli Manning. So let's just talk about a Giants quarterback. It's it has it's nowhere near where Eli's was coming out of Ole Miss. Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, about the way Haskins, I I said something. If, I've never remember one episode. But I remember we said uh, Dwayne Haskins really had to deal with, like, adversity. I mean, he did kind of – I'm not sure how you view this adversity, but, I mean, his head coach got suspended to start the season this year. So, I mean, that was something to go off of with uh, Urban Meyer. But, I mean, Dwayne Haskins, I think he's trying to talk himself into becoming a giant. Him, like, say multiple times, I would sit behind Eli for a year and learn from him. I mean, I don't think a quarterback – like, last year, Baker Mayfield asked, would you sit behind Eli Madden for a year? He said, I don't sit behind no one. So he blatantly avoided that question and said, I would sit behind Eli. Dwayne Haskins seems like he would accept to sit behind Eli. Would someone like Kyler Murray accept to sit behind Eli? I mean, probably not. He wouldn't be happy, but I mean, he'll have to deal with it if he ended up a giant. Yeah, but Dwayne, and, sorry. And no. to, to, to kind of interrupt you there, 100%, and this is a little side tangent, like he 100% wants to be a New York Giant. He's like, all you hear about Dwayne Haskins talking about being a New York Giant, uh, and, you know, teams bring it up, and he wants to be a New York Giant. And just a little side tangent for all these people who say, no, the New York Giants, what a classless organization, what a bunch of idiots. It's weird how guys just continue to want to play for us. Anyways, sorry about that. I just want to get that off. Go ahead. No, yeah, you're right. And, like, if you remember, I, I think it was the week of the draft, Saquon Barkley was pictured in a New York Giants sweatshirt. Last week, Dwayne Haskins, uh, his trainer posted, like, hitting a punching bag. He was wearing a New York Giants sweatshirt. Obviously, he was most likely given this by the team, just to be like, hey, here's some gear for you to rock for the next few weeks. And he's like, yeah, thank you. But let's not forget, when he visited the Giants, Dwayne Haskins had, like, dinner or lunch with Eli Manning. No other quarterback, Kyler didn't do that. Drew Locke didn't do that. Daniel Jones didn't do that. Not that we know of, at least. He openly said it. I think the Giants, like, they want, I think they want Haskins. It's just that they're looking at other needs and they're like, is he someone we could take a risk on when we got more pressing matters with our team? But as you said, I agree with you. Like, he really just threw, like, really short passes and his players took that for big games. And that's something that's going to be really different with the Giants because we got playmakers that can run long routes, Golden Tate. You got Saquon to the side, though. Uh, Sterling Shepard's going to be coming over the middle. Evan Ingram's going to be running up the seam. I mean, and one downside about him, he only had 900 snaps at Ohio State. That's because this was really his first full year started. So he has potential. It's just 
is, is are we overhyping Dwayne Haskins right now? That's the question. Yeah, and I hate to knock a guy for throwing to the open guys. Like, um, that's not what I'm doing. Like, if he can take, like, if that's the kind, it's not like, oh, it's, he just throws open guys. Like, this guy's a bum. No, please do. Like, if you can do that to NFL, like, like Brady's made a second career out of doing that. So it's not like a knock, like, oh, why does this guy only throws to wide open guys that go for 20 yards? It's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of the point, Bobby. That's not, you know, that's not what I'm saying is that's bad. It's just we don't know. And, you know, he had some, you know, great deep balls, but guys were, wide open at Ohio State you know Urban Meyer is a great coach for a reason and guys it just works I mean Tim Tebow had an, an amazing accuracy percent you know uh, completion percentage at the University of Florida because guys were wide open and it's just it just is what it is and it's, that's why it's so hard to evaluate this this position and I don't think any of these guys are you know complete locks uh, besides Drew Locke pun intended anyways <laughs> uh like saying Andrew Luck it was when he came in. And I know that's like an outlier because, you know, Andrew Luck seems like a, a once in a generation type guy, but it's just, it's hard to tell with these guys. Like if, like I said, if he can make a career out of finding wide open guys that go for 20 yards, yes. Then Dwayne Haskins is a guy. And I think Dwayne Haskins is the guy for the giants. If they're going to draft quarterback. Yeah. Pat Shearer says he, he's more fond of taller guys and Dwayne Haskins fits that bill, and he also has contacts with uh, Ryan Day, the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, now I believe the head coach of Ohio State. So he knows Dwayne Haskins really through the guy that really got him to where he is. See, I, I feel like me personally, I haven't bought into the hype of Dwayne Haskins. People are calling him the quarterback of, like, the, of like tomorrow. I haven't seen that with him. Do I see why people are hyped about Dwayne Haskins? Yes, I like his game. There's some flaws to it, but he's a solid football player, and he will get it done on Sundays. I I, I feel like people are just overhyping him to a point that, like, like if he does, like, bad for a few weeks, people will be calling him a bust. So he, they're putting a lot of pressure on Dwayne. I hope he's not putting too much pressure on himself because if he comes to New York, like, the media is going to view him as, like, I don't know, the next Tom Brady. That's just an example. That's not how I view him, but that's what people are comparing him to sometimes. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I like Haskins. You know, I kind of – I soured home in the beginning because it was, like, there's nothing there, but I also don't want to judge a guy on throwing to open passes. I know I keep on repeating that. But uh, I believe he's a high IQ player. Uh, he seems like someone who, you know, he loves the game. He loves the film room. At the same time – uh, I don't want to watch any more, you know, videos of him breaking down film after the fact. Any quarterback can do that. Lamar Jackson can do that. Uh, Josh Allen can do that. Like that doesn't impress me. It's cool. It makes for great clips, but it's about doing it in the play, which he was doing. You know, so um, you know, maybe that's not the greatest point. But I believe he has the will and the IQ to get it done. I think he's a smart guy. Uh, obviously, you know, like you said, he only had one year at Ohio State, and he had an amazing year. Um, instead of just going out there and slinging like you know a, a, like a Cardell Jones guys, he he found the open guys. He did the best with what he had, and so yeah. If we pick Haskins, I definitely will not be mad at all. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at all. I, I would really like it because he's like the type of guy that like he, he prepared himself mentally that he's gonna be sitting behind Eli Manning and he will take all the notes he needs to. He will like respect Eli. He will ask important questions, even though Eli says he doesn't want to mentor anyone. He he's gonna have no choice when Dwayne Haskins is follow him around and as you said the guy loves looking at tape obviously after the fact is different but still he wants to improve his game like mostly every player wants to do but still and he, he as i said before he talked to himself that he's gonna be a new york giant 
And if that rumor's not true, Dwayne Haskins is the Giants guy. There's no, there's maybe one other guy on this list that I see could be uh, the Giants guy, maybe two. But Kyler Murray, I don't see him being a Giants guy because of the height. Uh, for fantasy reasons, I would love for him to be the Giants guy. But Dwayne Haskins, he's probably the Giants guy. And uh, I, I see him going to six, maybe. Maybe, I don't know where he's going to end up. The Giants, I don't know what they're going to do, but Dwayne Haskins would be a great fit for Pat Shermer. Yeah, if if they're going to go QB, I believe it'll be uh, Dwayne Haskins, unless there's a whole Kyle, or Kyler Murray uh, wrench thrown into it. Yeah. Let's move on to the guy that everyone seems to hate. Out of Duke, Daniel Jones. Everyone knows the David Cutcliffe connection. Uh, that was Eli and Peyton's coach. They do stuff in the offseason with them. I actually ran and once went to Duke, no big deal, but I didn't get a scholarship. Anyways, I'm not mad about that anymore. All right. Daniel Jones, while he is not as good as Kyler Haskins and maybe not even Locke, he's not as bad as people make him out to be. He, he's got a pretty freaking good arm, and people say he's inaccurate, but I think he's a pretty accurate passer. Now, he throws some floaters up that can be accurate and become like really bad jump balls and, and you know, took advantage of bad corners who didn't know how to turn their head. Uh, and he like his biggest thing is he stares guys down. But at the same time, that's what a lot of like that seems to, that's like a, a trend with rookie QBs. Like I said, he's got a good arm and he's not afraid to make the throws. He sometimes he dinks and dunks a lot, but I feel like that's kind of what he had to do at Duke. Um, like and if you watch like okay the Clemson game, I watched that uh, you know uh, that whole game. In the beginning, they were right there with them. And his wide receivers let him down. Just, you know, he had an amazing uh, throw where he was running to the right or running to the left, you know, turns his body and, and makes a great throw. And the guy just drops it, you know, at the eight yard line. So, and he actually had 10%. I was watching a scout uh, talk about him. He had 10% of his passes dropped. And they weren't these little measly, like four yard drops or, you know, guys getting, you know, banged as soon as the ball gets to their hands. They were like really bad drops on big plays. Yeah, so, you're right. Dan- Daniel Jones, do I want him as my quarterback? No, but I'm not. I'm not on the like the the really negative side. Like this guy is absolutely garbage, the worst quarterback ever. Because he does have like if Daniel Jones ends up being the best quarterback in this class, I'm not going to be surprised like I would say if a Will Greer or somebody like that did. Yeah, people are hating on Daniel Jones. I don't, I don't think it's fair. The guy, he's 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 a nice guy. He just wants to play football. He's just been given a bad name because people. Uh, just don't for some reason don't want to like the guy. Uh, I I saw I was listening to someone say that I I'm not sure if I agree with this comparison 100, percent but they compared Daniel Jones, not Gil Brandt, not when he compared to the Peyton Manning. Someone compared him to Ben Roethlisberger, which was an interesting choice of comparison because I feel like his arm isn't as good as Ben Roethlisberger, but like he does take some hits like Ben Roethlisberger. Daniel Jones will sit there, he will take some monster hits right to the chest, and he will, like, uncork a ball, and still some of his players are able to catch it. But as you said, the guy, he's a great arm. He, he's gr- he has great drive on the football. He can deliver the ball well. He, I like his play action, the way he runs the play action. It's very good. Uh-huh. Uh, one one play that I remember specifically was during the – what game was it? It was uh, – oh, the Senior Bowl. He ran, like, a, a flea flicker, but, like, he sold it so well, and, like, the teams were, like, disoriented the moment he did it. And he just like he times this stuff so well. One player I remember though, it was in the pick game. He wanted to run, but then he decided at the last second he hesitated and he wanted to throw the football. But then he got caught from behind, and then he fumbled the football. 
though. I feel like sometimes he has some bad, like, decision Not all the time. Maybe, like, hesitates too much. But he's a rookie. What can you expect from him? He's going to make some bad calls. But Daniel Jones, I, some people... I wouldn't want him at 6. Let me make that clear. I don't. He's not my first choice at 6. But at 17, I, I would be more intrigued with him at 17. Because he has potential. And the David Cutcliffe connection, as you said, is there. And he's already... He worked out for Eli before at Duke when Eli goes down there with the guys. So there, there's potential there. I really like the Big Ben comparison you did because everyone's been saying Eli, and I think this is kind of—I think that's a lazy comparison. Like you said, Big Ben—he's taking those big. And I'm not saying Eli didn't take big hits in his heyday, but he takes those big hits, and just the way he delivers the ball—it's a lot like the way Ben does, especially you know passes you know that he seems through the middle, and he could seam the ball in a lot. Um, now he does stare. Like I said, he stares guys down a lot. There was a a, a play that it seemed like every scout really like. Shot him down for this one where uh, it was, you know, three wide receivers to the right against Miami. And this was, game was like, I think it was in a hurricane pretty much. Uh, hit, the two outside guys went deep. Uh, the the inside went to, ran it out. And he just kind of decided, you know, pre-snap that he was going to throw there. Uh, it should have been intercepted. But at the same time, like, that should be open. You know, you got a wide receiver versus a linebacker. And he was kind of forced to throw it kind of quick, so like that, like that's going to happen. NFL quarterbacks, that's interceptions that they throw. So I think some of the the nitpicking on him has been not uh, has been not fair. But at the, at the same time, he doesn't really jump out and be like, "This guy is uh, extremely incredible." Uh, he's kind of a boring player the way he checks down a lot. Uh, he's not gonna. He's just he just he's really not going to wow you a whole lot. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a really good QB. Yeah, he doesn't bring that wow factor. But once again, it's it's a rumor, but it's I have to mention it. Apparently, some team has Daniel Jones as their number one QB in this draft. Now, do I know who that person is or who that team is? No. I put out a tweet saying it was probably the Giants. That was more of me being like, I could see this team viewing him as the number one guy and taking him at six. But... Daniel Jones, he's not the worst quarterback in this draft. Let's make that clear. He he's a fine quarterback and he can get the job done. I have him ranked number one. That that that's an interesting choice by if that team's true. But once again, smoke screens are flying in from every direction. I don't know who to believe anymore. So Daniel Jones, I I could see him being the Giants just because of that uh connection with David Cutcliffe. But I and I feel like Pat Shermer, he's the type of guy that he would want a six foot five quarterback. He seemed, I think he would sit behind He would sit behind Eli for a year, no problem. And he's already worked out with some of these guys, like Sterling Shepard. That's really the only guy I can think of. I don't think he was there when, uh, say, he wasn't there when Eli and Saquon were at Duke. But he has the connection with the Giants. For example, Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. So he could be a Giant come uh, Friday morning. That would be, he could be talking about wearing blue next in the next two years. Yeah, and he's another one of the guys where I'm not going to freak out i know people are gonna hate it but at the end of the day like watch the film and tell me what's so horrible about this guy because i was a victim to this too until i went down you know like a, a, i think like a month ago or so i kind of was trashing daniel jones and it's fun too because it's, he's an easy target uh anyways drew Locke. now he's kind of gotten lost in all this he's kind of just dropped off the board which i kind of understand I think he's the most accurate thrower of the ball, though, in this draft. Just, I'm not talking about you know decision making. Just thrower of the ball. I think he's the most accurate. Although there is times where it's like, dude, what? Do you, like, what was that? Where he just misses a guy on a dig route, which to Dwayne Haskins' credit, he doesn't miss those throws. 
Uh, he's got really good arm strength. I mean, he could just seam the ball in, in through tight spaces, which could kind of be his problem, too, is he tries to seam into tight spaces. But And we talked about him in the past. And I was like, man, it seems like, why doesn't Missouri let this guy just go out there and sling it more? And I think they knew something, is that this guy, he doesn't know how to make progressions. It seems like every single throw is either his first or second. The only one that really stuck out was uh, against Alabama, where it was a three-man rush, and he just he just sat there in the pocket and read, and it was one of his best throws uh, into the left corner of the end zone, and he just sat there and waited, and a, a guy you know got open behind, and he, and he found him, which was really uh, cool. But it just seems like his it's just it's his first read, and then maybe his second read or bust. Uh, and like okay, for example, a double a double shallow route. Uh, there's there's the guy he's looking at is being covered, and he throws it to him. And it ends up going in the dirt while the other the guy who crisscrosses with him is wide open. He just doesn't throw it to him. Like stuff like that is the kind of stuff that worries me about a Drew Lock. Um, but he has all the intangibles. If you know, maybe if you let him sit and really like you know teach him the game, which you know is a lot easier said than done, then maybe. But honestly, Drew Lock, I'm not really high on him because I just I don't see him you know putting it all together. See, I'm high on Drew Locke. I like what he brings to the table. I feel like what what really hurt him the most was the team he chose, Missouri. They really struggled to give him an offense that really worked for him. But I can see why you're not high on him. He's not. He's got the accuracy, as you said, probably the most accurate quarterback in this draft. But he's had some very poor games. Let me find the one I had right here. Uh, in the Alabama game, he was 13 for 26, 142 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. But he made some bad, and I mean some bad throws. Like, o- overthrown a lot of receivers, underthrown. Some players, sometimes you threw the ball, like, behind them as they were running, str- like, straight. He, he's, he, he's had bad games. Could you blame that on the, his offense? Yes, but you could also blame that on him because he doesn't really – he just sometimes goes straight to, like, his second prog- progression. He's like, all right, first guy, I'm not even looking at you. Second guy, I'm sorry, I'm looking at you. So, I mean, does Drew Lock have potential? Yeah, he has potential. <laughs> potential. Could he be the 17th pick? Yes, I, he could be there as well. But I feel like he's not the type of guy the Giants want. And he, he's probably going to be one of those quarterbacks that slips down until the later picks. Because uh, he's got a lot to improve on it. Is he worth a high pick? Like some people say, he could be a six overall pick. That's crazy, but still. Like, people have him, some mocks have him going in the top 10. I don't see that because if you look at it, they've only be they only destroyed one ranked team last year. That was against the Florida Gators. And all the other teams they beat were non-ranked opponents. So, he's got to improve on some stuff. Could he improve on it and be one of the better quarterbacks of this draft? Yes, he could. But I think he needs to be in the right guy to sit behind to learn and fix those mistakes. Because if he's not behind the correct guy, if he just put behind, like, I don't know, uh, I can't think of a team on top of my head, but he needs to be behind a good mentor for him to learn. If not, it's going to be a struggle for him. Yeah, 100%. He can't, you can't put him in right away, or he's not going to succeed. And like you mentioned, maybe it was, like, the Missouri staff, maybe they just suck. Uh, because at the end of the day, like, you got a talent like that. I feel like you can get a lot out more out of him, even if he only goes through one, two reads. I feel like you can scheme stuff up for him. And like you said, he does have some bad throws. Like, there's times you're like, man, this guy can just sling the ball better than anybody. And then there's times like, dude, what, like, how did that ball end up in the dirt, man? You, you have to make that throw. Because um, he, he just seems like he has a lot of raw uh, arm talent. Man, it's kind of, actually, I'm not going to I'm not going to make that comparison. Anyways, 
yeah, so maybe uh, a team can figure it out. It's just it's hard to try. It's hard to like project that like yeah he's going to figure it out because we really don't know. Obviously, uh, I could see him actually falling out of the first if the Cardinals are taking uh, Murray because then Rosen is completely in play, and then you got Haskins, and I think Daniel Jones will be the other guy, and maybe unless there's a team I'm not thinking about it. I think Locke is going to end up not in the first round, which would, could be interesting if he's there at 37, which I'm not a, I do not believe in taking a QB in the second round if you have a chance at the guy you want in the first. But it's definitely interesting, and I don't think it would it, it would if we go in the day two with no QB and he's there at 37, I think a lot of us I think our Fridays would be consumed by are we going to trade up? Yeah, you're right because. As you said, our, we drafted two quarterbacks. I'm just going to go with them. In the past 2017 and 2016, I want to say Davis Webb was. And uh, they have not worked out. Davis Webb's not even on this team anymore. And Kyle Aletta, he's not going to be on this team. Maybe he'll be a backup, but he, he won't be on this team in the next year or two. He'll probably be cut by training camp. So, yeah, Aletta's gone. <laughs> yeah. So if he, if he falls out, of, I, I could see that. That's a bold prediction, but I like that prediction because that could happen. But I feel like that if there is a team that I feel is staring at Drew Locke as be like, we can develop you into something. And I, I'm going to say that team's the Patriots because they need a quarterback. Uh, maybe Daniel Jones fits them more. But Drew, Drew Locke, they could, Bill Belichick could trade him, him and Josh McDaniels. When McDaniels finally takes over, he could maybe view Drew Locke as a guy to replace Tom Brady. And I mean, who better to have your rookie quarterback sit behind than Tom Brady? probably the best quarterback to play the game of football, or one of the best of all time. So, Drew Locke falling out of the first round, that could be a possibility, but I think the Patriots are the wild card factor, because they could trade up if they see Daniel Jones or Drew Locke sitting there, because I don't know what their plans are, I haven't been following Patriot rumors, but Drew Locke to Patriots, that could make sense. Yeah, that definitely could happen. We've seen them take chances with guys, you know, like Ryan Mallett in the past, so yeah, you never know. And if there was a team to, uh, like, you know, develop him, obviously it would be the Patriots. All right, the last guy on the list, we did this because people wanted it, Will Greer. And I don't want to bash Will Greer, but what I'll say is, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing about Will Greer that says, I really want this guy. Um, his, he doesn't really have, like, great uh, arm strength. He can flow. Like, a lot of his big plays were jump balls where he just you know floated up and his wide receivers made a lot of plays when you watch his film it's like a highlight play for the wide receivers more so than the quarterback at times and he's really good in the short game but I mean what college QB isn't and I was I was reading up on some scouts and they're saying that his mechanics kind of suck so I went and looked at it and it's true like he does throw with just his upper body at times um and he played in this this running gun offense of West Virginia which it's just hard to translate that into the NFL uh, Will Greer, I'm just I'm not in on the guy. Yeah, I'm not in on Will Greer. Either. There's not much to say about him because I don't really like him that much. Uh, I see some people say if the 37 pick's still there, he could be picked 37. I, I wouldn't be. I really would be happy with that pick because I feel like there's more needs we can address. As you said, it if you're if you believe your quarterback is in this draft, you you don't wait for him to fall for you. You gotta go get him. And if you have doubts. Don't take him, because I feel like Will Greer is not the guy that you want on your team. I mean, this year, I mean, I guess he was fine. Uh, 266 passes, 397 
attempts, and 266 completions, my bad, at 397 attempts. He had a 67% completion ratio, so is he fought. He, he's a decent quarterback. I, I just missed the boat on Will Greer. He's not my type of player. He's not someone I would want to have the Jackson quarterback for the next however many years. Yeah, exactly. I think we're on the same page. I don't want to spend too much time because, one, it's just – is really not an option because I don't believe in. I don't believe we're going to take a guy on day two. All right, so that's it for the quarterbacks. I think we got a little bit more to talk about. So if we do, let's do it. All right. So Adele said some things, and we were talking about discussing on the show, and I'm over it. So that's it. Here's the show. That's the end. Because I don't feel like talking about Adele anymore. <laughs>